Welcome to The Bittersweet Life, a show that's dedicated to the expat in all of us. Whether you're currently living abroad or you once did live abroad, even if you just dream of travel and adventure, this is a show for you. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go all the way back to episode one, back to the beginning. Being an expat, being a traveler is so much about beginnings and endings. So join us for the entire journey. Be sure to tell your friends, spread the word. And now, onto the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And we lied to you. <laughs> Last week, we said that we were going to go out to dinner uh, for our final dinner and then record afterwards. But that didn't happen. No, I'm not a night person. By the time I've been fed and it's <laughs> late, I can't think properly anymore, so... Well, by the time the boys got gelato after dinner, it was hey, about... Hey, I, I got gelato, too. That's You're true. the only one who didn't get gelato. I was so full. <laughs> I don't know. I know I should have done it. It was my last gelato chance, but there you are. But by the time we got done with that, it was about 11.30. So the idea of going back and doing a really introspective, interesting podcast wasn't going to happen. So now it is the morning of my final morning here. I have, what, something about 20 minutes to tape before I need to go back and finish packing and head to the tram and then to the train station and then to the plane and then I'm off off to America off to the United States uh, I don't know what to say I'm I'm still in denial I know we've been saying this it's it's the morning of I mean it was like two weeks one week five days I was still in denial I'm still in denial now it's 20 minutes to eight in the morning you're gonna be on the plane by noon. By noon. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great time. It is. I'm, uh, that's the interesting thing, too. I'm still totally in denial. But how can that be possible? <laughs> I've already checked out of my apartment. I, you know, my roots are cut. <laughs> I have a plane that's expecting me. And yet I'm still sitting here thinking... That you're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. That you're going to see this church tomorrow. We're sitting in Santa Maria in Trastevere, the, the piazza. It's... We've d- done many shows Yeah, here, we've though. talked about this square. This is, you know, the central square of our hood. And uh, we're sitting on the steps of the fountain, as we have many times. There's some people giving us odd looks, but that's that's normal, I suppose. Here comes a garbage truck. <laughs> oh, great. He's going to park right next to us. Great. Let's <laughs> hope he gets the engine. <laughs> Never. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite squares, so it seems like a good spot to end during this year. Whenever I had a free afternoon, I would come and sit on these stairs and read or watch the people go by. And so I thought, it's the one place I want to check out one last time. Can I just make a comment as we're sitting here? Yes. It, just in case you, you know, you're not familiar with Rome or being up in the middle of the night or early in the morning in Rome, the garbage men in this city are so put together. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed this. This guy just walked past and his hair is all like done. Like there's certainly gel in his hair. He's got a really nice pair of sunglasses, even though it's not sunny out this morning. And he looks good. You know, he's, he's wearing like the bright magenta and orange uniform that they wear. But he looks pretty good. And the women, too. There are, there are a lot of women garbage collectors in this city. 
they're way more put together than I am. They've like, you can tell they've spent more time on their makeup. Their hair looks really good. They are styling people. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. And for having a job that I would think would be so frustrating because Rome is so full of people and so full of garbage that it just seems like it would be an endless, endless task, which I know I've also mentioned. But you say, you know, to look at it on the bright side and maybe they take great pride in the fact that they're cleaning up the square. Yeah, cleaning up their city, keeping their city clean. Sure. It's an important job. You're right, though. He does look really put together. Do you want to say something to him? No, no, I don't. (laughs) Okay. Well, he's about to drive off anyway, so we could just give him admiring looks. He's getting in the car right now. He's not looking at us. He's got better places to be. Better places to be. Well, one thing I was thinking about this morning, because even though I'm in denial, I need to start facing the fact that in a few hours I'm not going to be here anymore, which... Even as I say it, it seems absolutely ridiculous and preposterous and like I'm making it up. <laughs> but I got up early enough so that Derek and I could go get a cappuccino. And we were sitting off of a different piazza in our neighborhood, just watching the city come to life, just very much like we did in a few podcasts ago. And there's the florist that's putting out his plants, and there's uh, the farmer's market that's being set up, and the pigeons are cleaning the ground, and the tourists are arriving with their clacking suitcases and all these things that are so normal. I think that's part of why it's so hard to realize that I'll be gone, that these tourists are just arriving and I'm the one now that's getting on the plane and leaving. It's because it's just part of the routine. This is what I see every morning. This is a part of a routine that I'm a part of in many ways. And so, I don't know, it reminds me very much of, this is the thing about life, right? (laughs) That it's always full of these endings, these goodbyes. You and I grew up in the theater, so you remember what it was like when you're performing a play for the very last time. And every time you say a line, you, say, you think in your head, that's the last time I'm ever going to say that line. Or you do a costume change and you think, that's the last time I'm going to wear this costume. Yeah, or even you think to yourself, looking around at your castmates, this is the last time that all of us are going to be together. Yeah. And so I've been feeling a little bit that same way today, that Nostalgic. Nostalgic. It's also, I don't know, it's like a mini death. Letting go of a really good play is like a mini death. And then letting go of this experience is like that too. Because this world here, it's going to keep revolving. It's all these things tomorrow. The flower seller is going to be out there. The tourists are going to be arriving. The garbage men are going to be there. Tonight, they're going to be screaming in the streets below my apartment. But my apartment's going to be empty. And it's not going to be your apartment anymore. I know. And so it's this mini death of like a great city. It's been around for 2,767 years. And I was here for one of those years. And now I'm, I'm going to be gone. And it's sad. It is sad. And I, I can't help but think about if and when the day will come that I leave. You know, it's not certain that I'm going to stay here forever. And although... It's more of an active decision for me to leave, whereas for you it would have been more of an active decision to stay. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. It could happen. And I mean, I know I would come back to Rome many times because my husband's family is here, so there's no way that we wouldn't pass through Rome at least once a year or, or every other year. But it's different from living in the city. And I think about that. And when I was, it's <laughs> so, so going to sound silly, but when I was first in Rome, my first year in Rome, when I really didn't know if I was going to be able to pull it off, and stick it out and find a way to live and, and work and become legal and find a decent paying job and all of that. 
I used to hear this song all the time that I don't really hear anymore. The, the street musicians, they kind of go on cycles. This year they'll be all playing these five songs, and next year they'll all be playing different ones. And the, for, the year that I came in, they were always playing Arrivederci Roma, <laughs> oh, which is a song that I first got to know because of Dean Martin, because he sings a really, really great version of that song. That song always used to make me sad. Even before I moved to Rome, that song made me sad. Anyway, the point is I always, whenever I think about that, whenever I used to hear that song, I used to think about the time when I would leave, you know, and I just, I hoped that I would live, I would stay forever. I don't know if I really believed that I would, but I definitely didn't have such a strong reason to stay as I have today, my husband. But I remember used to listen to that song and think, oh my God, the day that I leave, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, it's going to crush me. And I feel like I have maybe a little bit of a stronger connection to Rome than you have just Certainly. <laughs> Naturally. But even besides the fact that I've lived here longer, just it was always my dream to come here, whereas for you it was more happenstance. But I don't know. I totally get what you're going through. I can, I can imagine it, let's say. Yeah, you're feeling sorry for me. I am. I'm kind of feeling like it's a little death for myself as well. <laughs> How so? Just because... Uh, 8 a.m. if you can hear the church bell. Should I turn toward it? I'm going to miss that, too. Yeah, it's nice having a clock in, in a church bell in the neighborhood. You always know what time it is. <laughs> well, you got to be projecting a little bit of what I'm feeling onto into your own experience. Or yeah, vice versa. Vice what versa. would that be? Projecting your own experience into how you imagine I must be feeling. Yes, true. Uh, I am. <laughs> I'm sure I am. And you probably are not even as sad as I am right now. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am, but... I'll have to listen to Arrivederci Roma when I want a good cry or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. I'll have to send it to you if I can find out how to do that. Yeah, I mean, when you leave, I mean, for any expat, I think, when you leave a place, you know, a place that's not your home, but you have somehow made it your home, even for a year, you leave a little bit of your soul there, I think. I know, I, I know expats who've lived, you know, there are serial expats, sometimes because of their work. You know, maybe they work in, in diplomacy or they work for like a multinational corporation and they get moved and they don't have any say in where they live. One year they're in Brussels and the next year they're in Sydney and the next year they're in Managua. And that I can't even imagine. Like, cause I get attached to places. Even when I travel and I'm just a tourist, especially if I get an apartment, I don't know why that makes a difference. But I, I get attached to places even after a couple of days and I think, you know, I could really live here and oh, it's sad to leave. And, you know, you never know if you're going to go back to a place. I'm the same way, too. I could probably live anywhere. In the, yeah, but after a time, I always go through a pretty rough adjustment period. Once I accept the fact <laughs> or get used to the fact that I'm in a particular place, then I can really just sort of stay, you know, like I'm a turtle. I just sort of dig into the ground and... You know, <laughs> pull in my shell. Uh, this woman who just arrived, we were talking about local color a couple episodes ago. See the chair that's sitting over there by yes. the wall? She makes carpets or something, no, right? No, it's like, um, it's, it's this older woman who comes every single day and she makes, it's almost like paint by number embroidery, where she buys an embroidered mat that has a, 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 a design a, on it. Yeah, a design on it that's multicolored. And those colors have corresponding numbers, and those numbers are the yarn colors that you buy. And then you just fill in. And I guess it turns into a little carpet or a wall hanging or something, but she does it every single day right there. I wonder if she sells this stuff. She must sell it. I don't know, but no, I often she thought, and she used to sit against the other wall that's just sort of looking at nothing. 
This way, where the chair is positioned right now, she's looking into the piazza, but she used to sit on the opposite wall, so she was just staring at the other building, hmm. and she couldn't see into the piazza, and I always thought, what a boring place to work on that. Yeah, much better with this with the church right in front of you. Yeah. But the that's starting to another thing too. I'll miss, see? See, I know she's there. She doesn't know that I'm here, and Maybe I'm not going to be here. Maybe I'm she's not gonna like, here. oh my God, there's that girl with her... Her giant microphone <laughs> and her earphones. What is up with that? What is she doing? What are those two girls doing sitting around on the steps of the fountain recording themselves? Maybe she does. Maybe she totally does. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's also interesting when, um, as we've talked about also, this city being as ancient as it is, and there's been so many people here, and so many people that have written about being in, in Rome, and this creation of you, yours and mine is... Just another little piece of art that came out of Rome, out of thousands and thousands of art pieces and essays and things that have happened. People who have come and gone and people who have even written about the lamenting of the leaving of Rome. And so it seems also strange to be kind of a little part of that legacy, which is a legacy is actually too dramatic a word. But that part of that same history, it's the same thing we've been talking about with Rome, with this deep history, that you're just a little part of it. You're there for one year and really you're going to be the only one historically that remembers that I was here as far as Rome is concerned but I'll remember Derek well, well your lock will be around yes <laughs> oh tell about that I think we talked about it before oh did we I, honestly I don't remember if this was a conversation we just had <laughs> or if this was on a podcast so if you're hearing this for the second time I'm sorry but there's an Italian film in which the protagonists a pair of teenagers I believe take a little lock, like the tiny little lock you would use for your locker, and they write their initials on it and the date, and they lock it onto the chains on the Milvian Bridge, which is one of the most historic bridges in Rome, and they throw the keys into the river as a sign of their never-ending love. And, uh, and it became a tradition, and people all over Italy, especially Rome, but all over the city, and then all over, the, the, all over Europe, I don't know if it's reached outside of Europe yet, but it's become very popular. My mom told me the locks were all over Paris bridges. They're all over the Roman bridges. People just, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people put locks on these bridges now. The city will sometimes come and take them down and throw them away when they get just too much. But yeah, so Katie and Derek have made their lock, which has also a little message for me on one side, which is nice. And the idea was that they were going to lock it onto Ponte Sisto, which is the bridge that is closest to where we live sometime in the last few days here of course I was the only person with a permanent pen so I was <laughs> and I wasn't gonna buy one because I'm about to move and I and she kept saying can you bring over the permanent pen can you bring over the permanent pen and of course I keep forgetting because whatever I guess I'm forgetful and or, or you have a life outside of no. remembering permanent markers <laughs> I uh, I finally brought it this morning so she, she she wrote it this morning and I but the problem is she doesn't have time to lock it anywhere so I'm going to have to do it. But the thing is, I'm going to look like a huge loser because it's always the couples who do it together. That's the point. The couple locks it together. They turn around, they close their eyes, and they throw the lock into the river. And I'm going to be there like by myself looking like a complete <laughs> moron. Get, some, get somebody to videotape it. That's going to make it worse. I'm just kidding. You have to at least take a picture of where you put it. Oh, I will do that. I will do that. And I will throw the keys into the river. Are you going to make a wonderful wish for us while you Of course you I will. Of course I will. I threw something else into the Tiber once that I felt very special about. Uh, one of my close friends got married in 2009. At that time, I was, I was sort of falling madly in love with my husband. We weren't engaged yet, but we were on the brink. And she, uh, after the wedding said, you know, she came up to me and 
she had this really simple but beautiful white rose bouquet that her other our other friend had made for her and it was tied with a beautiful olive green ribbon and she said I want you to have this and obviously you know the old tradition that whoever gets the the, the bouquet is the next to marry and I said you know you have to throw it because uh, you know we got to make this real so she threw it to me you know I was the only one standing like a foot away of course I caught it and I kept this bouquet for months and months and months and I had it hanging drying of course and and because it was all roses it was very easy to do and eventually I had to put it outside my window because it was just starting to get kind of stinky and kind of gross after about a year and a half I was engaged by that point I was planning my own wedding it's time to let this go and so I took the ribbon off and I took the little pearl pins off and I took it to the Tiber River and I made a wish for her and for myself and my husband and I threw the, the, the bouquet into the river and washed it until it disappeared and then I took the green ribbon and I cut it in half and I saved half and I gave it back to my friend so she could have that as a memento and I kept half that's so nice. Yeah, it's a lot nicer than what happened to my bouquet, which is that it got thrown away by my mother-in-law. <laughs> How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never quite forgive her for that. I can't say I've ever thrown anything to the t- into the Tiber River. I could have thrown some keys, but, you know. <laughs> Actually, those, the keys to the lock that you're going to lock on the river are so small that I'm afraid that you're going to throw them in the river and some passing fish is just going to be like, oh. Well, even if, even if that happens, that's almost like better. That almost means like the keys will live on inside this fish. Or the fish will the die. The fish will die. The fish will eventually die. But then he'll probably get eaten by another fish. And maybe those keys will just keep living on inside of a, uh, of a fish instead of being swept out into the ocean. Maybe they'll stay in the river. Well, that's you know me, I'm thought. always trying to find the bright <laughs> spot in any situation. And meanwhile, I'm like, but the poor fish, he doesn't want to have keys in his stomach, he'll never feel right again. Well, then he shouldn't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault if he eats them. But one would say it's my fault for throwing it in the river. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> it's full of trash anyway. Yeah. So it's probably I don't think fun. there are any fish alive in that river. Well, no, there are, because I see people fishing. Crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly wouldn't eat a fish from the Tiber River. No. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be something to do. We'll just pretend we're doing it together. I think we should do it together. We have... We're almost done with this podcast. I have to go in that direction anyway to catch the bus to work. Why don't we just do it together? All right. We'll go do it right now. But I have to hurry up. I got to go catch the train. I know you do. What time What time is your train? Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's a good start. All right. Well, let's hurry then. Let's go. All right. Should we should we end or should we No, let's tape it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Here we are. We're standing on Ponte Sisto, which is one of the most picturesque bridges in Rome. I always like feel the need to do a little bit of like a tour guide intro every stop we go. This is just a habit I can't get out of. Sorry. <laughs> Built in under the papacy of Sixtus IV in the 1470s. <laughs> very nice. Now uh, between two very busy roads, but it is stretching over the Tiber River, a river I didn't think I was going to cross again before I left, so it's nice to be here. And we have the lock ready to go. Tiffany has it unlocked. Did oh, hang you on. I wanted to write one last thing on it. Okay. I will record you so writing. It's not simply... Uh, it's, this is, lock is doing double duty. Not only will the love of Katie and Derek last forever, but the friendship of Tiffany and Katie, a.k.a. Carmen and Veronica, those were our, our nicknames that we gave each other when we were adolescents, it will also last forever. Very nice. 
So let me just write this yes. on here. So what I've done is I've written the date that Derek and I were here on one side, and I've also written I love you, Tiffany, on the other side. And that's Aww. just a message for you to read when you walk past. And now she's adding C plus V because of our nicknames from our youth, Carmen and Veronica. And I'll leave it up to you to guess who's who, Carmen <laughs> and Veronica. I think we said in a previous podcast, Did we? Actually. Well, then go back and look for that. <laughs> Okay. If you care, which I would, I would be surprised if you did. <laughs> you shouldn't. It's not really that important. Just write to us and ask. Okay, so we're putting it on. I'm putting it on. I'm going to tape it locking. Okay. Ready? We're going to be able to hear it. Click. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Let me, let, me, uh, let me just take a photo of this for posterity, you know, because I, I hate to say it, this lock is not going to last forever. It will eventually be taken down. Okay, you're cutting all of this little boring part. Maybe not. So she's taking a couple photos, which I will put on our website, thebittersweetlife.net, for you to see. Oh, I almost left the keys in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we've also decided that uh, since Tiffany will be the garter of this lock, seeing as she's staying in the city, She's going to keep one of the little keys because it came with three keys. I'm going to give you one too. One, one to you, one to me, and one to the river. Okay. Sounds like a plan. That way, if you see them uh, threatening to cut it, you can be like, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll just, I'll just happen to be walking by. <laughs> the fates will have it be so. No, I'm just kidding. No, if it gets cut, it gets cut. It still doesn't mean that I didn't love my year here. And I, didn't I might, yeah, I could, I could always move it if I find a better place. I don't know if that ruins the magic. What do you think? No, I don't think so. You know, I, l I really like the Tiber Island Bridge. That's a nice one. Oh, that's my favorite. To be honest, my favorite... Well, there's two t bridges that cross Tiber Island, but my favorite is Ponte Fabricio because it's the oldest... It's the oldest standing bridge in Rome. It's the oldest working bridge in Rome. This is harder than it looks. So, as she gets these keys off, I have to also point out that we're in our final moments of hanging out together. Not for life, just for right now. Try not to be so drastic and fatalistic, please. But I do want to take the time to thank all of you guys who have been listening to us through this year. It's been fun to share this with you and to get your emails and comments and to know you're there and hopefully inspire some of you to visit Rome or move abroad or whatever it was that you got from this podcast or live vicariously. <laughs> uh, there's a possibility that we may uh, try to add another one to this. This may not be the end, but if it is, it's been a good ride. It's been an amazing ride. I'm going to keep the one with the ring on it, actually. So oh, okay. you keep this one. I'll put it in your pocket. I have no pockets. Okay. Here, I'll just, uh, here, can you just stick it in my backpack? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay. This one's mine. Wait. Oh, wait. We're throwing only one in the river. There you go. Okay. Okay. I don't know why this is so complicated for me. Yeah, this is taking forever. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which way are we going to face? Towards St. Peter's or towards the Tiber Island? Towards Tiber Island, yes, I think. Yes, I think so too. Because the river runs in that direction anyway. Yeah, and we wanted to go downstream because we need to catch that fish that's heading <laughs> downstream. Use us. Doing good work. <laughs> Those are some more of our faithful garbage collectors commenting on us walking around with a giant microphone <laughs> and uh yeah okay so are you gonna make a wish yeah let's each make a wish but we should silently. share it we should share it oh we should share it okay yeah i guess that's that's a good point my wish is that i mean 
this is selfish, but okay, I'm just going to say it. My wish is that you move back to Rome. <laughs> Even if not permanently, I, I think you should come back for another year. And it might happen. I won't say why, but it could happen. It could happen, and then this podcast will take on its whole new identity yes. as uh, an extended version. It's a long shot, though, so... But yes, so that's what your wish. But your so. coming here was a long shot, if I remember. That's true. So. I never thought I'd be an expat, and I never thought I'd live in another country. So I guess you never know what life is bringing. You never know what's around the corner. Okay, so that's your wish. You're touching the key with that wish. And I say, I guess my wish is that even though the memory of this year will fade, I hope it doesn't fade too fast. And that you and I keep in better touch than we did before. I think we can do that. Okay. <laughs> Should we do it? All right. One. <laughs> Two, three. three. And there's the fish. <laughs> it grabbed it. <laughs> it leapt from the water and grabbed the key. Uh, well, now I'm getting kind of teary. Yeah, I'm not going to let myself go there. Okay. I'm going to save that for the bus. Oh, no. Don't cry in the bus. No, I won't. Okay. I won't. <sighs> I'm leaving. So sad. You'll be back. I You'll know. be back at least to visit. I know. It's true. Next year. And you have so many amazing things that are coming up. Yeah. Oh. I love you so much. Me too. <laughs> all right. Let's leave it there because I hate being emotional on tape. I, uh, this is Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. <sighs> Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye. Hello friends, Katie here. Fear not, it's not the end of the podcast. Join us next week for a new episode. And until then, we love you. Support the show if you can. Visit thebittersweetlife.net, click on the donate button, or rate us on iTunes.